6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, it was six years ago today that um, Fort McMurray really went up in flames. And and since then, there's there's been a lot of questions about what we've learned about wildfires, about protecting communities and recovering from tragedy. We know that that fire forced the largest evacuation in Alberta's history with upwards of, what, 88,000 people driven from their homes. We witnessed it again last year in B.C. when 1,600 fires burned nearly 8,700 kilometres of land. Some communities wiped right off the map. We know that a recent report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change suggests more extreme weather that will test individuals, communities, and infrastructure. So what is being done to build more resilient communities? And what new technologies are out there that are being used to help mitigate disasters? Well, Jim Mandeville is the senior vice president of on-site property restoration. He's been on the scene of every major wildfire since the one in Slave Lake back in, what, 2011. Jim joins us this afternoon. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Are we learning any lessons, um, you know, uh, following what we've seen over the past number of years? Do you believe if you take a look back at uh, the past decade, the fires that uh, that we've seen in this province and in, in B.C., are, are we learning anything? Well, certainly if we go a little bit further back, it's easier to see that we are. If we, uh, if we look at the fires, you know, that hit Kelowna sort of 20 years ago compared to the uh, evacuations in Fort Mac, you can certainly see that the reaction times are getting a bit better. And our technology, especially, you know, some of the satellite-based stuff, is getting dramatically better at predicting the direction and intensity of wildfires. So it, it is getting slightly better. We know that um, your company did a, a poll recently, and, and it showed that, Al- that Albertans, that fire is on the mind of Albertans. Yeah, it certainly did. It showed that, you know, in excess of 75% of Albertans are, are the most concerned about a wildfire that tops out things like flooding and and ice damming and, and other sort of natural disasters that can affect your home or business. So it certainly is top of mind, and that's really our goal at this point is to sort of spread the awareness and, and get people to think about it. So, Jim, you know, I can remember in, in, in the months, even years after uh, the Fort McMurray fire, uh, talking with fire experts um, and talking about, you know, communities that are built, you know, in near the forest and, and what needs to be done to make sure, um, you know, that they're protected if something like this was ever to happen uh, again. What is being done in your eyesight what is being done that you've seen to help build more resilient communities to help these communities that especially are built on the edge of a massive force to not go up in flames like we saw in fort mcmurray well certainly we're seeing the use of a lot more fire smart materials and fire smart construction techniques so good examples of that are uh, ultra fine mesh roof vents and soffit vents which prevent embers from getting into the attic space um, we're seeing a lot more flame retardant exterior building cladding uh, materials being used. So no more vinyl siding, mm-hmm. uh, no more three-tab organic shingles, a lot more fire-resistant products like hardy board siding, cementitious siding products like that. So uh, there are uh, good contractors out there, and there are 
you know, good homeowners and business owners thinking about this and, and taking steps to protect what is their biggest asset. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm wondering, too, about, you know, environmental design, about, you know, placing, um, you know, waterways in between communities and making sure that the certain types of trees maybe aren't planted or are planted. I mean, there's a lot of different things that communities can look at. Yeah, there certainly is, and definitely managing the landscape uh, within a community and around a community is critical. Um, as you mentioned, the types of trees can play a large role. We really want to make sure that, you know, things like pine needles are not close to the house. They're not all over the ground. Um, low branches are kept pruned up high. Uh, it's, it seems like simple things, but, uh, you know, oftentimes it's the simplest things that get ignored first. Yeah, and, and, and looking back, you go, oh, my gosh, that was a simple thing, but what, look at what it led uh, to in part. You talked about some of the new construction uh, methods, Jim, um, and, you know, it touched a little bit on some of the emerging technologies. Are there more there that is that, you know, folks should know about when it comes to dealing with this? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly you can go you can go pretty far down the road. Uh, <laughs> you can get into uh, you know you can get into some some more substantive construction techniques like like concrete buildings as opposed to uh, conventional wood framing like we're used to in Alberta. Um, you can get into cementitious roofing materials. Uh, you can get into um, you know some pretty drastic landscaping uh, or desertscape style landscaping yeah. that excludes any natural materials from being close to the building. So, but I think what's important is finding a balance between enjoying our lifestyle in our community and and protecting it at the same time. So, what does that balance look like then? Well, I think that balance certainly looks like using a lot of these smart construction materials and techniques. Um, when we're renovating, when we're building, as well as involvement from government, both local and provincial, in, in mandating, um, you know, the usage of some of these materials, especially in these high-risk areas. And, and, and then what do you suggest, though? So if we're not uh, renoing, if we're not doing a, a new build, what about the existing communities, right? What, what for homeowners So there? existing Existing communities, all you can really do is manage the vegetation and manage your surroundings. Um, unfortunately, most of us don't have the money to go out and completely replace our siding and our roofing on our homes. Um, potentially at some point, you know, if, if one of the governments were to step forward and provide some incentives, I think that would be helpful, in, uh, especially in, again, extremely high-risk communities. Um, but, you know, for those people who are renovating, really at this point, it's just a management situation and, uh, and definitely watching the alerts uh, from the authorities. Jim Mandeville joining me this afternoon, going back to that poll that the company did saying, hey, you know what, uh, wildfires, people are worried about them in this province. A majority of Albertans, majority uh, worried about them. Uh, you know, is there, do you have any tips for folks about what they can do as we head into wildfire season? Actually, I think we've already uh, started it. Um, you know, about preparation, are there things that we should be thinking about as we move through this? Well, definitely there is. And aside from preparing your property, like I mentioned, cleaning up gutters, cleaning up the yard, getting all that combustible material away from the building, you should have, especially if you're in a sensitive area, a go kit ready to go. Mm. A couple of changes of clothes, some water, cash money, mm. and some gas for your car in case you are required to evacuate. A lot of times gas is not easy to get. A lot of times the credit cards and the debit cards don't work. So cash and gas, um, you know, and a bag of clothes and medication are critical this time of year. Yeah, without a doubt. What do you remember most from the aftermath of Fort McMurray? 
Uh, well, it was certainly uh, a lot more widespread devastation than I'd seen in Canada before. Um, again, I've, I've been to a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of these areas, not just wildfires, but floods and tornadoes and all kinds of things. And uh, just sort of the sheer volume of destruction was, was staggering. It's not something you expect to see here um, or expect to see outside of, a, you know, potentially a war zone. It, uh, it, it definitely left a mark. And, and then, so I'm, I guess it begs this question as well, and I might be putting you on the spot with it a little bit, Jim. Do, do provincial governments, federal governments need to do a, a better job uh, or have a better plan, plan in place to, to, to deal with and react to these disasters, do you think, or is it good enough? I think certainly that there are some pretty effective plans out there. However, I think a lot of communication could be done. And I think a lot of, you know, just your average Albertan perhaps doesn't know the plans are there and doesn't know the things they can do. So certainly I think there's an opportunity for a great deal more community outreach and, and public outreach to, to spread the word on, on what everybody needs to do to protect themselves and their community. Jim, sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for this. Great. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Jim Mandeville joining me. The Senior Vice President of First On-Site Property Restoration has been on on uh, disaster sites for uh, a lot of years and seeing a lot of different things. And yeah, today is the anniversary of uh, the um, Fort McMurray fire. What a day that was. Never forget that being on air in the studio and starting to get the texts from you saying Fort McMurray is on fire. And I can remember texting back to someone and I said, what do you mean Fort McMurray? is on fire. They said Fort McMurray is on fire and then the phone calls started and boy oh boy how that day changed in a heartbeat. Uh, it's interesting in some uh, communities in northern Alberta uh, who have been impacted by fire, uh, specifically what was it the Chuck Egg fire um, from a few years back, uh, making plans to deal with it to have um, a backup in case they ever have to go through this again. I'll